Hey, very often I get question, the same question over and over again from uh, people who work in probably in startups where they are quite close to the, to the top level of the company. They ask me what I think about the position of a CTO and whether the CTO has to code. Whether the guy who is on top of everybody, technically speaking, has to actually write code or at least review the code or at least understand the code. And um, it's quite interesting question. So I would split it into two parts. So the first one is I believe that it is important to separate to separate in any position, CTO or project manager in any level. The management obligations, the management responsibilities and technical responsibilities. And it's not only I believe, but this is what I think the classic uh, theory of project management, this is what PMI is teaching us in PMBOK, uh, is telling us is that project management is one set of activities and writing code or testing code or building houses or painting uh, pictures. This is the second uh, block of responsibilities. And we must not mix them, we must not overlap them. So when we're looking at the CTO position, then we definitely have to understand that this person is doing, well, it has like two of them, like these, these two blocks of obligations. And there is somehow a necessity for that person to somehow not overlap them. And the second part is what do we do with, uh, uh, with each of these responsibilities? So how that person has to complete them. So what, what I see usually, what happens in reality is that these CTO people, they are the people who were promoted from the, from the bottom level, from programmers over years and years. And when they got to the position of the CTO, they more or less, I, I would say completely, not more or less, but completely forgot how to write code and what is code and how to solve technical problems. But they still believe that they remember that and they are the best in that. So because of their position, because they're CTO, they believe that, that they, the company trusts them to make technical decisions and, and that's why they know more than everybody else how to make them. But in reality, they don't. In reality, they, they, sometimes they barely understand some of the technical concepts which we deal with because they're so far away from, from the reality. Because the last time they touched the reality, they touched the code, that was like 15 years ago. Since then, the only thing they know is they, the only thing they have is the memories of how they did that. They keep applying their authority. They keep applying their ability to change our life. I mean, to make these technical decisions because they have the authority. Let me roll back a little bit and answer and explain why uh, management responsibilities have to be separate from uh, technical responsibilities. Because the more a manager knows about technical scope, about technical domain, the manager will believe that this knowledge is enough to make management decisions. For example, I'm the manager, I'm a CTO, let's put it this way. I'm a CTO and uh, I have to, we have as a team, we have to decide uh, which, um, I don't know, classic example, which programming language to use. And I'm being a CTO, so I'm the same manager, so I know that this decision has to be made, so this is my plan. So I have a plan, inside this plan there's a line which says make a decision for the programming language. And then instead of assigning a person for this decision, instead of maybe assigning a committee for this decision, instead of properly validating this decision, instead of not trusting the people the decision makers and validating them. I just put myself into the into this line and I say look uh, the right decision is Java. 
because, because I'm the CTO, because I know what I'm doing. So Java is the decision. That's how the mess starts. So the more the manager who is not usually competent enough and must not be competent enough, the more that person um, steps into the technical domain and, and makes decisions, the more difficult it is for the team to, to work under this management. So the ideal manager says, I have no idea, guys, what you're doing. I don't know what is a programming language at all. All I know is how to put all the lines into the right spreadsheet and plan them properly and assign proper lines to proper people. So when there is a decision to be made about programming language, I know that I have to find three technical experts. I need to collect three technical opinions. I need to listen to, like, I need to ask them to talk to each other. I need to somehow organize, I don't know, maybe a voting mechanism, which I don't like in general, but something. Because I don't know how this decision, I mean, I don't know what is the right decision. I know, what I know as a manager is how to organize three people together so that in the end they make uh, the optimal decision for the project. And that kind of manager can manage any project. I can manage a project for building houses. I can manage a logistic project, a medicine project, a, I don't know, a travel project. I can manage software development project. For me, it doesn't matter. All I know is how to use instruments of management. But the more I know about the technical domain, the more I uh, cut corners and start becoming the decision maker where I shouldn't be the decision maker. And the CTO does it a lot because the CTO has the power for that. So it would be great if the CTO would separate the, these two roles inside his or her head into two separate, completely non-overlapping pieces. The first one, the managing, the project management, ideally delegate that to somebody to be like the management activities, the project management activities. And then technical thing is more important for the CTO because we're talking about CTO, not CEO, not COO, not the operation manager, not the executive manager, but technical manager. So it would be better if CTO delegates management activities to some project managers and focuses on decision-making, technical decision-making. But again, most CTOs, they don't know how to do it, but let's imagine that we have a good CTO, a person who really is the CTO who we would love to work with. In this case, I think that good CTO is the person who never stops writing code. That's the person who has to do it every day. From the, from the beginning, when that person was young, he or she was writing code every day, and then that person was promoted, the next level, next level, next level, but at each level, the technical domain grows, the size of the problem becomes bigger, but still the person has to be hands-on programmer who just, when the, when the level of the problem goes up, that CTO or, man or architect, I mean, in the beginning you're just a developer, then you're maybe a team leader, then you're the architect of maybe a number of blocks, then you are the, the chief architect of, of a large solution, and then all of a sudden you're the CTO. So the higher you go up, it's just, it just means that the, the module, the software module you're working with, is just getting larger. In the beginning, you're just a programmer, your software module is this size. Then you are becoming the architect of a small group of like five people. Then you become, the, you, 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 you write less code, you review the code written by others in their pull requests. But you review what they write and you have to be the person who accepts their, code, their pull requests. So you are the acceptor, the reviewer, the final decision maker for all pull requests they write. When you move to the next level, then you start being the architect of like five groups, for example. In each group, there is an architect. 
So they merge their code by themselves. What you do, you merge the stuff they, they, they bring to you. So you integrate their modules together. I mean, maybe it shouldn't be you personally, maybe you can assign somebody for this. So these people will integrate these blocks, but their pull requests, they come to you. And then to the next level, next level, next level. So, so the level, the CTO, that person has to be in front of pull requests every day, like maybe a few hours every day, merging stuff and looking at what people are doing. That's the ideal uh, you know, job description of a CTO for a company. I mean, I think of any size. That's what I believe. Maybe I you know, explained it in a little bit messy, but you have to understand the core idea. So there are two separate, completely separate uh, jobs which, which need to be somehow non-overlapped. Management, project management, and uh, technical, the technical work of an architect. Thanks for listening. Hope I answered your question about the CTO and coding. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.